This Week in Wealth is powered by Alpha Wealth Group. If you're serious about retirement and have saved $250,000 or more, call Alpha Wealth Group's Tom Fortino now, 630-934-1855 or alphawealthgroup.com. Alpha Wealth Group, retirement made simple. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to This Week in Wealth. I'm your host, Tom Fortino. I'm the principal and founder of the Alpha Wealth Group. If you want to get a hold of us today, you can always give us a call at 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855. You can go to our website, alphawealthgroup.com. That's alphawealthgroup.com. In today's show, we have a lot to get into. For example, what to believe when we're bombarded with everyone's opinion about the economy. You turn on the TV, whether you're watching CNBC, Fox Business, everybody's got an opinion. And so I want to get into that today. And then how does it impact your investment plan, that's certainly important. I also want to talk about, there's an interesting article, and this was someone from Morningstar, of course, an investment firm, talking about her biggest, in fact, her eight biggest financial mistakes. I think there's some ideas in there that will be helpful to you. And then also, of course, there's this other article, uh, More Americans Are Forced to Retire Early. It's called the Calamity Trifecta. The Calamity Trifecta, three things that uh, could sideline your uh, your retirement plan. So again, a lot to get into. My goal every week is to give you ideas, actionable items, things that are going to make a difference in your planning. So if we come away with one or two good ideas today, hopefully that's my opinion, and I think we can do more than that, we're going to have a good show, and it's going to be helpful to you. Let me start out with, again, what we're hearing about this economy. You know, just this week, CPI came out. It kind of, you know, we're having these concerns with, it was at 3.7, 3.7% year over year. That's a tick up. And the Fed's going to meet next week. And so we're saying, are they going to start to raise interest rates? Because they want to, cur- you know, this, this is part of the, the mandate, keeping inflation at 2%. Not sure why. I'm not a big fan of some of these things. It is what it is. But, you know, does this mean we're going to see rates go back up? And so then is that going to impact the market? All types of data that we just keep getting into, um, you know, the U.S. Uh, median income came out. We have the, we had the jobs report last week. A lot of things that are going on. But what I thought it was interesting perspective from someone. This is a Schwab strategist, Liz Ann Saunders, and uh, this is kind of some of her thoughts on where she thinks the economy is heading. Again, I thought it was pretty important perspective. The index of leading economic indicators put up by the conference board on a monthly basis peaked about 15 months ago, and it's been almost a steady move down to the tune of almost 8% negative. That is deep in recession territory. We've been calling this a rolling recession because you've already had segments of the economy unquestionably in recession territory. Housing, a lot of housing related, many goods oriented segments of the economy, particularly consumer goods. You know, it's a tough one for investors, no question about it. Yeah, you know, it's interesting what Lizanne Saunders brings up as far as some of these numbers. The leading economic indicators, the index of leading economic indicators, you know, I think it's got 100% as far as portending a recession, it's it's accuracy. So that's really a concern. I know we can t- continue to talk about jobs being strong. You know, the JOLTS report came out as far as how many jobs are available. You know, it was almost at 12 million. It's now at 8.8. It's been going down, so the trends are going down, regardless of all of these numbers. And I guess what what I, I wanted to make kind of the, the, some of the takeaway here, you know, is the market going to um, you know be impacted? Is the Fed going to raise rates, and then we're going to see another downturn in the market? You know, if you look over the last two years, the market's actually flat. In fact, it's negative. You can look at the Nasdaq, the Dow. You can look at the S and P. All of those indexes are basically flat or negative over the last two years. So the basically the market's been flat over that time period. 
And so we just want to understand what does this mean? Why do we, how do we react? And my answer typically is you really don't do anything, right? I mean, we have to be, how does this impact the average investor? So I, I guess my takeaway again from this is what I would tell you, and then I'm going to offer this, I call it the five steps a five-step method in pursuit of the perfect portfolio, in pursuit of creating a portfolio, I think what we need to do is create a portfolio that makes sense for us, right? I think all too often we make decisions emotionally. You know, Warren Buffett said, we don't have to be smarter, we have to be more disciplined. And, it's, and, and so ultimately what happens, and there's been studies that have been done, and so again, I want to try to kind of minimize some of the angst we have. So what should I do in this market? How should I make some moves? There was a study that showed that um, the behavior of the individual investor uh, showed that typically the stock market goes up, investors put more money, and when it goes down, they pull money out, okay? This is akin to running to the mall every time the price of something goes up and then returning it when it's on sale. So how do we stick to an investment plan? Well, we just need to know what we have, okay? We need to know what we own. I mean, the good news is I think to a certain extent, you know, because of interest rates, you can put a portion of your money in five, four to five percent. It's for the most part principal protected. Do you do that on a portion of your portfolio? And then do you have some of your portfolio in the market? You know, I think these are, are things that we can do to create a portfolio. Look, if, if you're near in retirement, this is where you're the most vulnerable, right? Um, if you look over the last 10 years, the S&P has done about 12%, almost 9% inflation adjusted. So why don't you just own the S&P? Well, the problem is when the S&P was down 20% last year and you needed to pull money out, that can be problematic. So we, we, we need to think about how we, we structure our portfolio. The first step in this is we really need to get organized. I, I had, we had our class this week, by the way, uh, New Reality Now Retirement. There was probably 50 or 60 people that showed up. It was a great event. And we talked about having an investment plan. And so when I pose the question, how many of you have an investment plan, uh, do you have an answer? right? How much exposure and how much risk should you have in that plan? The first step is we need to get organized, right? Um, how many of us know where all our accounts are? Is there overlap? You know, there's portability in a lot of these accounts, right? I had someone approach me after the class and they said, you know, I have two old IRAs and a 401k. And I had this discussion. I said, well, you can put those all into one account. And this is important to do. That's just the first step in this process. Then it's a matter of understanding what we own. Right? How much risk do we have? You know, if the market goes up 20%, that's great. But if it goes down 20%, how does that impact us? And so, again, if you're nearer in retirement, this is something that's pretty important. You want to take a look at your portfolio and understand what you have and then be able to stick to the investment plan. This is so critical. And so let me do this. We're coming up on a break, so I want to offer at least uh, the, the process to try to get there. Number one, get organized. Know what you own. Know why you own it. If you have four or five accounts, we want to try to get those organized. If your spouse may have two or three, get those organized. But you got to know where these things are. So I, that's why I, all, I offer this asset organizer um, very often. I've had people uh, discover accounts they totally forgot about. <laughs> that's happened. So I would say get organized is the first step. Then once you know what you have, it's a time to start to create a plan that you can stick with. So there's opportunities out there, and this is important. And I'll also include the five um, steps to creating the portfolio. It's this five-step method of, of getting the uh, your investment plan in place. So for anyone that wants that, you can give us a call, 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855. I will include 
the the uh, creating the perfect portfolio, five step methods to creating the portfolio. I'll also include the asset organizer. We can start taking a look at that and understanding what you own. This is really an important step to get that investment place. You know, I know there's a lot of information out there, but we have to have something we can stick to. That's typically where we see success in retirement, at least in our investment plan. Coming up, I want to get into this, my, the eight biggest financial mistakes. I think there's a lot of great ideas in here that we can get into and, uh, and things I think can be important in your retirement plan. Stick around. You're listening to Tom Fortino on This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. Welcome back to This Week in Wealth. I'm your host, Tom Fortino. I'm the principal and founder of the Alpha Wealth Group right here in the Chicagoland area. If you want to get a hold of us, you have any questions or want any information, uh, anything specific we can help you with, you can always give us a call at 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855. You can also go to our website, alphawealthgroup.com. There's information there. You can sign up for one of our classes. We have them coming up in a few weeks. Just had one this week, which uh, was really a nice event. It's just it's terrific when I can meet and, and, and talk with people. And uh, provide good information, I hope, I, a lot of good response. And so I really enjoy those classes. So if you want to, again, you can sign up for those. Um, we should have another one posted, uh, you know, going into October, too. So we have one coming up towards uh, the end of September as well. So hope to see anyone. If you, if you can join us, that'd be great. You know, the first segment, I just I might spend a lot more time on this because I want to go into some of these, uh, this interesting article on this uh, Morningstar. She works there. Obviously, their investment company about her the eight what she referred to as her eight biggest financial mistakes. I think there's some good ideas here, but I did want to make one other comment about the investment planning. You know, my point is, I, there's just a lot of information out there. You know, as I said, I saw this was just this week. You know, and it's every day really. One person was talking about the bond market. Right now, we know interest rates are higher, and so some of that interest rate risk has gone away. It's not ever completely away. But, you know, if, uh, the 10 years paying over 4% and so on. And they said this is one of the biggest opportunities in the bond market, right? Because if interest rates go down next year, which this is what a lot of people are planning on, I'm not, I'm not counting on the Fed, uh, you know, reducing rates. Anyway, said great opportunity because, you know, you can get capital appreciation in your bond portfolio. Next, within probably the next hour, someone came on the and said, I would stay away from bonds completely. That's a trap. Don't have, own bonds. They're going to be terrible. I mean, and so I, I, the reason I talk about some of these things is, you know, this can really make your head spin when you listen to some of these ideas, the ideas on, hey, I'm going to buy a stock. And that's great. I tell people, you know, the more engaged you can be, you have a, a good stock you've looked into, you have a good feeling about it, you know about it, and you want to buy it, especially in a Roth, as we talk about, because it's all tax-free. That's great. But I just said... You know, really take the time, and that's why I offered this this uh, five-step method to creating a portfolio, and then try to stick to it. Have a core portfolio, and then maybe make, again, on the periphery, you want to buy Apple, Microsoft, Tesla, NVIDIA, or whatever these stocks that you think you're going to do, or something that you know about, you know, that's great. So I just, that's my point. The average investor, you cannot time the market. It's timing in the market. No one's going to tap you on the shoulder. So you have to be very careful, and this is why I've said these studies show time and time again the average investor underperforms. On top of that, man, it's just who needs this this the emotional roller coaster ride with investments? Stick with the good index funds and some good solid uh, plan. If you want to have fifty percent in the market and fifty percent in, and you can own, uh, as I said, fixed accounts today. If you can get four to five percent on a fixed account without any principal risk, is that a good thing? I think so. Maybe you do that on a portion of your fixed right now. You can still own some bonds in case. 
You see how that works? And now if the bonds actually appreciate in value, you get that. So uh, we'll go on from that, but I just wanted to make a point there. And as I said, we'll get that information out if you want to. I think it's a good process to start to get this in place. Uh, so you can give us a call. I'll offer that in a second. But I did want to get, sorry, I wanted to get into these other things when we talk about your plan, right? And this was an interesting article. So this is a person who said, her name is Amy Arnault. I can say that. It's not, I'm not talking out of school. She's, this was on the, she published this. As a person who writes about investing for a living, she said, it's helpful and humbling to take a look at, a hard look at my own decisions from time to time. So she said, she works in the industry. She's got great thinkers, but there's some things she says that she wished she would have done. The first thing she said, which was kind of surprising, it's a Roth conversion. But she also said in this article, she owns no Roths, no tax-free accounts, which was that was kind of shocking to me. And she said that, well, Roth IRAs are especially attractive because they offer flexibility. Um, they can be taken out without tax or penalty, uh, well, a certain age. Uh, they aren't subject to required minimum distributions, which is true. You know, I always say all of these are good things. So Roth IRAs, Roth conversions, again, I talk a lot about them, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time today on them. But, you know, this is one of those pieces of your planning when you get, when you retire, because every, keep in mind, every penny of your 401ks, traditional IRAs is taxable. So if you need $40,000 net out of an IRA or 401k and you're in a 25% tax bracket, you need to pull out 53 to net 40. Right, thirteen thousand is going to the government, right? And so with Roths, what do you need to pull out the net forty? Well, the answer is forty. And what happens if tax rates go in the future? Do you have to pull out more of the IRAs? Yes, you do. What about the Roths? No, you don't. And so, you know, I, I talk a lot about incorporating these into your planning. So, you know, the Tax Cut and Jobs Act is through twenty six. We're in lower tax bracket, so maybe it's time to pan the seed, not on the harvest. This person said they didn't do the Roth conversions. They also didn't do Roth IRA contributions. So you can do Roth IRA contributions up to 7500 per person per year. Now, uh, if you're over age 50, you can do another 7500 January 1st. So within four months, you can get 15000 You can do 30000 to your Roth 401k if you have the Roth option. And she mentions Roth conversions just are one part of it. That's enough. You can do all three. So I just, I just wanted to mention tax planning, and I like to call it forward tax planning, is a big part. It should be a big part of your plan because on the back end, right, if you have to turn around and give this big chunk and if tax rates go up in the future, is that a risk to your, your retirement? I think so. So, you know, this is what I, I offer. And I said I would offer she, the next two that she talked about, and I'm going to come back and get into these. She said, uh, late to the party on HSA, health savings accounts. She also talked about 529s and long-term care. So there's a number of items to get into here, but I think it can be helpful if we discuss these things and how they work in your plan. But as I said, I hopefully the takeaway from this is how many of you, and I, I mentioned getting organized, and I offered the asset organizer, but this is part of it. You know, I had someone recently that became a client. They had three Roth IRAs. We're putting them in one, Okay. This is where we simplify things, and this is important. But uh, then we can start to do some of the tax planning. So we have an investment plan. We have a tax plan. You know my mantra, five pieces, and then we have an income plan. And so this is all part of retirement planning. Are you doing these things in your retirement? Are you trying to, to get to a place where you, know, you keep more money in your pocket? These are important moves. I'll include the tax-free strategies in this as well. There's seven ideas in there that includes some of the things in here. I'll also include the, um, the uh, five-step method to creating the, your investment portfolio. Uh, 
and the organizers. So if you want that, we'll get that out to you, 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855 to get that information. Coming up, we're going to get into some of these other eight of these eight biggest financial mistakes that she's talking about that she felt she had. We also want to get into the point about these more Americans being forced to retire early and what uh, we can do about being prepared for the long haul. You're listening to Tom Fortino on This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. Welcome back to This Week in Wealth. I'm your host, Tom Fortino. I'm the principal and founder of the Alpha Wealth Group. If you want to get a hold of us, if there's some areas that we've covered, you want to get some specific information on, or you have questions, you can give us a call at 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. You can always go to our website, alphawealthgroup.com. That's alphawealthgroup.com. So, you know, on today's show, we've covered a number of areas. Again, I just want to, if we can give you some ideas today, obviously we were limited to an hour, but I try to touch upon different areas that can impact your retirement planning. You know our mantra, it's about five pieces. It's not about one thing. We've talked a little bit about the market. You know, it's about having an income plan, income you can't outlive, Social Security, pensions, annuities, income that comes in for a lifetime. Do you have an income plan? And then what are you doing to try to minimize the tax on it? We just talked about, and I'm going to get back to this, this article of this uh, Amy Arnaud who works for Morningstar and says, hey, even I work, for, I work for an investment firm, but I made mistakes. She talked about Roth conversions. She wished she had done that. Had, didn't doesn't even have a Roth IRA in place, which was a little shocking to me, but at least she admitted it. But are you trying to get as much of that income tax-free? Are you trying to get to tax-free? You know, I always call that forward tax planning. I offer seven ideas in my, our report, getting to tax-free. Then the investment planning, which we talked about. Having an investment plan you can stick to, right? That's usually typically where we find our success in, in sticking to a plan, right? It was all about what I said Warren Buffett said. It's not about being smarter than the next person. It's about being more disciplined than the next person. And then we have asset protection. What are you doing to protect assets? What happens, God forbid, there's a long-term illness? What happens if a spouse passes away, right? Does your plan say something there, right? If pension can be reduced, if Social Security goes away, you could be in a higher tax bracket. So these are important things in the planning. Then finally having in the estate and legacy planning the right documents in place. If I have a chance, I'm going to talk a little bit about that before we're done here today too. But this is what it's about, five simple steps. And that's a guide that we can offer here in a minute as well. But I want to get back to some of these mistakes. As I said, I hope they're helpful to you. She mentioned in this article the Roth conversions, the Roth IRAs, she also mentioned one of the mistakes she felt she made was late. It was the this is the head, headline on each or of, for each paragraph. Late to the party on HSAs, health savings accounts. This is another tax free. I've talked about this in the past. It's another tax free type of account. But here's the here's the beauty of this one. Well, a couple things. Number one is the money goes in pre tax. In other words, it's tax deductible going in. It isn't in a Roth, but it goes in tax free. It grows tax free, and if you use it for health care. It's tax-free, and we know we're going to have health care expenses. Of course, all of us will, right? And you can put up to thirty-eight fifty as an individual, seventy-seven fifty. That's seven thousand seven hundred fifty dollars uh, as a family, you know, and, the, and you can add another thousand if you're over age fifty. So they sometimes call this the triple tax-free. So again, these are all of these little things, and they start to add up. So again, this is something you may want to take a look at: health savings accounts. They're another. Uh, avenue for you to start to grow assets. They can be invested. They can grow for you, and it's all tax-free, 100%. It wouldn't it be nice if you looked at a at a uh, an account and you said every penny is mine. You don't get a 1099. You're not going to pay tax on it. It's not going on your 1040. It doesn't make more of your Social Security taxable. 
You know, your Medicare premiums can potentially be lower. We talked about Irma, I think, last week. There's so many of these parts. And when I made the comment about if a spouse passes away, you know, your RMDs don't go down, required minimum distributions, right? And so if most of that's Roth, there's no required distributions. And you may be, in a low, you may be able to, you know, minimize the, uh, the taxes. Anyway, so that's part of it, the HSAs. She mentioned long-term care insurance, and there's another one I'll get into here in a second. But she said, uh, I haven't taken on insurance policy for long-term care. The U.S. government uh, administration on aging estimates that about 70% of people turning 65 will eventually need some type of long-term care. Women typically need 3.7 years, while men need 2.2. And uh, the cost of nursing home in a private room averages about $108,000 a year. Again, not the most pleasant thing. That's part of that asset protection piece. Remember I said about being complete? One of the five pieces... You can private pay, and most of you will if you don't have some type of coverage. There's, you know, I spent some time on this a couple weeks ago too. But you know, do you? What happens if a spouse has some? We mentioned the numbers here, and I, I, you know, I sometimes avoid the whole risk thing. What's the percentage and all that? Because the point sometimes is it's not about the risk, right? It's about the consequences. And so, what happens to your retirement plan? And what happens if you know a healthy spouse lives another fifteen, twenty years? And then it also spills into the estate planning. So, you know, at least looking at long-term care as an option, right, and say, do I want to protect it? Maybe you have enough assets to just say, I'm gonna, I can private pay if, if that comes along. But is that a risk to your retirement planning? Well, yeah, I think so, right? I hope you think so. But, again, it depends on what your situation is and how you plan for it. Um, they have life insurance policies now that will allow you to use the death benefit during your life for long-term care. And if you don't use it, your spouse or your family gets the death benefit income tax-free. So there's a number of different ways to approach this piece of your plan. Now, this, again, is this woman that worked for uh, Morningstar, still does, I think, went through some of hers. She said the Roth conversions, the HSAs, no long-term care. These were things she wished she had looked at. So it's, I think it's, it's important we take a look at some of these things and understand it's, I always say it's about making an informed decision. If I have a client that wants to talk, talk about long-term care, we'll spend the time. And now you know, does it make sense or does it not make sense for you? These are important things to understand. The other thing is it spills into that fifth piece is estate planning. So think about this. If there's an incapacitation, there's an expense. We talked about this average expense quoted in this article, 108000 But keep in mind, if you're incapacitated, there's also a legal aspect to it because who has a medical power of attorney and do you have a medical power of attorney, I should say, and do you have a just a financial, a financial power of attorney who can make decisions for you? Keep in mind, assets can be frozen during your lifetime, right? Retirement accounts are in your name as an individual. You cannot joint title it. You cannot put it, you know, it has to stay in your name. So if you're incapacitated during your lifetime, I've said this before, have a spouse call your 401k or IRA company. There is no chance they're talking to them, I can assure you. I've been on the other end of that call. No way. And so this is why when I talk about these things, look, I'm an investment advisor rep. I'm also insurance licensed. I have been doing this for a long time. But when I, it's not about, you've heard me say this, it's not about growing a pile of money and picking it. It's not about one thing. So I want to cover some of these ideas so hopefully maybe one or two things, as I said today, will be helpful to you. Let me do this. I'm going to make a couple. Again, we're coming up on a break. I have a few more things I want to get into on the other side. For those of you, you know, if this is an area where you're saying, hey, Tom, these are things I've been thinking about. You know, I want to take a look at it. I'm going to take a look at my overall plan. You know, what is my income plan? What am I doing to minimize taxes? Uh, maybe we can do a uh, analyze or look at the portfolio. 
um, the estate planning, all of these things. If you want to take advantage and want to come in and, and uh, schedule a time to meet with me, I'll offer the information as well. I have that retirement planning guide that gets into these in more detail. I'll get that out to you with the worksheets. But, you know, again, if you want more of a personal, customized um, time to get together, give us a call. We'll sit down, 630-934-1855. You'll meet with me personally, 630-934-1855 to schedule a time for your customized, and I like to call a complete retirement plan. And you can always contact us at our website, alphawealthgroup.com. Coming up. I want to continue on some of these eight biggest financial mistakes, which gets into paying off your mortgage, your 529 plans, equity concentration, a lot to get into. So stick around. You're listening to Tom Fortino here on This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. Welcome back to This Week in Wealth. This is your host, Tom Fortino. I'm the principal and founder of the Alpha Wealth Group. If you have questions or if you want to get a hold of us, you can give us a call at 630-934-1855. That's 630 630-934- 1855. You can always go to our website as well. There's a lot of great information there. You can sign up for our classes if you want to send me a question or you want to touch base in any way. You can email me. Uh, that's available there too. So that's at alphawealthgroup.com. Alphawealthgroup.com. So uh, we've covered a lot of ground here today. We've gone into some different things from investments to taxes um, to asset protection, of course, long term care, and those types of things. Um, so we're going to continue on some of these other topics. I'm trying to hit a number of different points, as I said, that hopefully will give you some ideas. There was an article that was written by this uh, um, columnist or publicist or wherever. She works at Morningstar, but the point is she said herself, it was kind of like, uh, okay, I'm going to uh, you know, admit there's some mistakes I made. It was the eight mistakes. Now, there's all types of different things. These are happen to be hers, and there's other things we can talk about, but one was not contributing to Roth. She had no Roth IRAs, which again, as I said, shocked me. She put it as Roth conversions. But these are all things we can do. She also mentioned no long-term care was another um, area that she wished she would have touched upon. The other ones here that were a couple of maybe again be helpful. The one was the early mortgage payoff. She said, a few years ago, my husband and I decided to pay off our remaining mortgage balance. We had assets available and likely had not being hold to a monthly payment. So she's saying, you know, she wished she would have uh, paid off her mortgage. I know mortgages right now have been kind of an issue because we're over 7% or close to 7% on mortgages. And some of us, many of us now have a very low mortgage rate. So, um, you know, here's what I talk when I talk, because I get this question a decent amount of time is, you know, should I pay off my mortgage? And I guess, you know, somewhat if it's a cash flow, you know, it depends on the amount that's there. You know, if there's 100000 left, you pull 100000 out of your savings and plunk it down. Because keep in mind, when you have these mortgages and it's over a period of years, you know, it's amortized over 50, 50, 30 years, um, or sometimes you get a 15 and they've become quite flexible lately. You know, you, the first question I would ask, and you can contact these mortgage companies, they can be very helpful. Find out what you're paying in principal versus interest. In other words, you may be, mo- you, you know, it's, you pay most of the interest up front. So it may not be that much of a benefit to pay it all off at once, right? Certainly, because you're giving away the investments that could be growing for you. The other thing is understanding what that payment is. So, you know, that's those are some things to say. The other thing I sometimes suggest is, you know, maybe you just make an extra payment here or there. Again, you can contact the mortgage companies typically and say, look, if I make an extra payment every few months, instead of doing it all in one lump sum, maybe you, there's a compromise, right? And uh, so those are things that you can look at doing. Look, we can have discussions. I always say there's a financial aspect to it, the numbers, and we can run them. 
and there's an emotional aspect. I can't put a price figure, a price on the you feeling. Sometimes we call it the pillow test, whatever. But where you say, you know, this has been my goal, and 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 it's a it's an admirable goal to not to have those mortgages paid off, to have no debt. I can't ever criticize someone for paying down debt. So anyway, I'm just saying these are some approaches to when you look at your mortgage, which might be helpful to you, saying, I want to make these extra payments. And again, you can talk to your mortgage company, um, again, without giving up and having to uh, pay higher rates. But these are things that are available to you. The other thing that she mentioned here was uh, 529 plans. And so this maybe doesn't apply to everyone. She said orphan 529 plans. I just wanted to make a couple quick comments on the 529 plans. In fact, this probably should go under the tax-free. I'm a fan of the 529 plans. What are they? They're college funding plans that you can put money into for higher qualified education. There's some flexibility to them. You can switch beneficiaries, even for grandparents that want to do this for their grandchildren or parents, whatever, or aunts and uncles. It doesn't matter. You can contribute to some of these things, put them in place. They grow tax-free. And here's what's interesting, the Secure 2.0 Act, which I thought was terrific. Guess what? If you don't use the 529 assets, okay, you can move them to a Roth. So think about that. If if I have a... um, you know, again, someone, uh, my family member that I'm contributing to, whether it's a child, a grandchild, a niece, a nephew, whatever, if they don't use those funds, they can now, after college, take some of them and start putting them into a Roth, which, guess what? Now I put money that was tax-free. I move it to another tax-free account that grows tax-free the rest of my life. They just This was part of that Secure 2.0 Act, so that's available to you. So just all of these, there's these, these, these types of vehicles that are available to you that I think can be pretty, uh, pretty uh, fantastic, I guess, maybe for lack of a better word. I always say there's things that we can do today that you're going to be happy you did down the road. I make it's this interesting. I have these conversations all the time. You know, time's going to move on no matter what. So do you want to be in a better spot five years from now? Let's not procrastinate. Let's start putting some of these things in place. These are some of the ideas that she went through. She's also talked about investment complexity. That was another one. I won't, can't get into all of them. But the point with this, was, what I was talking about, too, gets back to this, where she said they had some old accounts. They had separate accounts. They had some people I've had come in where they have still stocks directly with the transfer companies. You know, this really, um, not only can it be uh, difficult for you to, to track everything and stay organized, but also for your loved ones. What happens if you become incapacitated? What happens if you pass away? And, you know, your children are saying, okay, where are mom and dad's accounts? I don't know. This is why we, we talk about this is important. And she said this in investment complexity. She had small stakes in different stocks. She had different accounts. Her, her husband had different accounts and so on. So this gets back to my old, my old financial organization uh, theme. This is why it's it's important. Is that's that's what our aim is to simplify things for your life and for your whole family. And that's why I always talk about these. Well, don't always, but I offer these asset organizers, the budget worksheets. We also have what I call the document locator. So I'll offer these things in a second. This is more towards the estate planning and 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 you know, as I said, not just during your lifetime to stay in in, in um, on top of it, so you know your numbers. You know, your retirement plan is like a business plan, like running a business. You want to run it efficiently. And then also, as I said, you can use these documents, um, you know, and use them. You just throw them in with your estate plan, and hopefully you have them. And so, um, you know, that's another area 
where I talked about um, it's important to stay organized. Um, I just recently, and I come across, I've been doing a long time, you know, I had um, someone come into the office, their spouse had passed away. And had all this stuff. I've said it before. Throw everything in a box. Come on in. Well, there were assets that were titled in her name, assets that were titled jointly with her spouse. And so we're doing everything to get all of this stuff into account. Stocks they bought years ago. I think there were four or five stocks from different companies. So guess what we're doing? We're opening, and you can do this too, opening an account at Fidelity or Schwab, right, in that name, getting it into a trust. You know the deal ultimately get it to a trust, but get everything into the one account, the individual ones, the joint titled, they're all going to go into her name. And then we can retitle it because we're doing a trust too. We have attorneys that do that. The attorney's going to do the trust. And then once everything, these five, six, seven accounts are all in one fidelity account, we retitle it to the trust. Done. Right? I mean, this stuff is so important. Um, she inherited an IRA. And now keep in mind, if you're a spouse, you have what's called spousal rollover privileges. She could put it in her name. What the company did was they put it in an inherited IRA for her. That's for non-spouse beneficiaries. We were able to get that reversed, and now it's in her name directly, which means now she can do Roth conversions. Now she can do some things because, again, if you're a spouse, you can have ownership of an IRA as a beneficiary. This is separate from the trust. These are things that... You know, again, it's all about getting these things in place. That's why I talk about being complete, having these things in place, these five pieces. And hopefully I've given you some pictures of, hey, are we doing the tax plan, the Roth conversions, the Roth IRAs, the HSAs, the 529s? How many of us are taking advantage of this? Do we have an income plan? What about our investment plan and trying to, you know, do what we can in this, the volatility and the uncertainty in the market and uh, trying to minimize as much stress as possible? And then protecting assets for our family, for our loved ones, and then having the right documents in place. This is why, you know, as again, I, this is why I, this is how I approach retirement planning. That's my definition of retirement planning. So, you know, with that, let me just say, anyone that, you know, where we talked about some of these topics, if you want to, I'll offer it again. I'll send out the guide. I'll send out the worksheets. Or if there's something I talked about today that you wanted specific information on, you have a question, please let us know. We'll get it out to you. For those that really want to do a deep dive, a complete analysis that's for you, that's customized for you, let us know. Come on in. It will be a uh, positive uh, experience. It will be. It'll be good. You'll walk out of here with a number of ideas, a retirement plan, a complete plan, and hopefully some clarity in your plan. That's my, that's my commitment to you. But if you want anything, any of the information, you want to schedule a time, give us a call, 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. You can always go to our website, alphawealthgroup.com. As always, I hope you enjoyed today. We're back every Sunday at 7 a.m. This is Tom Fortino on This Week in Wealth on 720 WGN. Tom Fortino is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Advisor. Alpha Wealth Group, WGN, and RWA are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specialized in fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth 
worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by retirement wealth advisors. Insurance and annuities offered through Alpha Wealth Group, licensed in Illinois. Tom Portino and Alpha Wealth Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.